This is Brian Gitt. This is Ed Lattimore. This is Danielle Smith. This is Kristen Nagel. This is Aaron Gunn. This is Vance Crow. This is Quick Tick McDick, and you are listening to the Sean Newman Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, folks. Happy Friday. Hope everybody's week has been uh, flying along. I know I got a ton of feedback from a lot of you uh, on uh, yesterday's episode, the Convoy Update. Uh, me and two sat down and, and live streamed it, listened to it. It was the first time. It was the last day that I interviewed people in on the streets of Ottawa, and, I, and then I never aired it. So we got to hear it for the first time. And and if you haven't uh, listened to it, I really suggest it. It's uh, it's it's a time warp. It sends you right back to to when I you know when those days were were going and and everything else. Anyways, that that was uh, yesterday. It's been an interesting week. And uh, I was hoping I was going to have uh, everything um, uh, ready to rock for today for releasing. March 18th is going to be the next SMP Presents. It's going to be Legacy Media. It's going to be in Edmonton. I'm just confirming. I, I'm waiting for the confirmation email of this is the venue. We have Kid Carson. We have Wayne Peters. And I'm waiting on my third speaker uh, to be confirmed as well. I believe I'll have that answer today, which means by... Sometime next week, tickets will go on sale. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a a, a fun show. Uh, they're all fun shows, but uh, Kid Carson, Wayne Peters, two guys that uh, I think will have some interesting things to say. Will be a fun. We got a venue change, right? We're not going to be in Lloyd. We're going to be in Edmonton, so that's going to be well on this side a little bit of stress, but uh, exciting as well. So if you're if you're um, penciling days in uh, of things to do, March 18th is going to be a big day. Um, I want to also say that uh, we're looking for sponsors on the show. You know, uh, we've had a, a few step away, which um, you know, and the, hey, that's that's going to happen. You're never going to you know go perfect uh, every year. So if you're a business out there looking uh, and or listening and going, hey, I'd I really like to. Uh, like what Sean's doing and want to want to support or help it along. Um, there's different options all the way from the Tuesday mashup. Uh, we're, we're selling off month by month or there's Fridays open here and uh, would love to have you a part. All you got to do is shoot me a text in the show notes. My number's there. Shoot me a text and uh, we can we can talk through some of the options and everything else. Um, Finally, before we get to today's episode, we do have some sponsors. Rectech Power Products. Uh, for the past 20 years, they've been an industry leader uh, in the power sports industry. And they offer a full lineup of Can-Am, Ski-Doo, Sea-Doo, Spider, Mercury. Oh, man. Evan, why do I? I'm going to have to change this list. You know, every time I get to this point, I butcher it. And, you know, ever since I changed my policy on restarting and everything else, I get to this. I get to Mercury, Evanrude, and Mahindra Roxer and I butcher it. Uh, they got a parts department that can hook you up with any upgrades or odds and ends, uh, and they're open Monday through Saturday. And if you haven't been in their facility just to see some of the products they're selling, you really need to go take a look. Uh, everything from uh, lawnmowers to golf carts to to some of the biggest bloody ATVs on the planet. Like I, I'm just like you know. Uh, I'm excited for when uh, it gets a little warmer because uh, Alan and Ryan and myself discussed, uh, you know, maybe uh, doing a couple of little demos and having a little bit of fun. And uh, I hope, I hope that uh, comes to fruition because I'd love nothing better than to test out some of their products and try not to kill myself on them because I'm sure I won't do anything silly, but you never know. Um, Gartner Management, finally, is a Lloydminster-based company specializing in all types of rental properties. Uh, so if you're uh, looking for a, a change of scenery or you want, maybe you got a home business, 
Uh, give Wade Gartner a call, 780-808-5025. Now let's get on that tail of tape brought to you by Hancock Petroleum. For the past 80 years, they've been an industry leader in bulk fuels, lubricants, methanol, and chemicals delivering to your farm, commercial, or oil field location. For more information, visit them at HancockPetroleum.ca. This small group of veterans and spouses originated from an ideal while sitting around the campfire. With decades of military experience, they created Veterans on Wheels, which aims to assist, uplift, empower, and exalt veterans across Canada. I'm talking about Tom and Jordan Murphy, Shelley and Scott McPherson, and Jamie Gallant. So buckle up, here we go. This is Veterans on Wheels, and you're listening to the Sean Newman Podcast. Welcome to the Sean Newman Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Veterans on Wheels. This should be interesting. I was just joking with them that uh, I'll try and keep it on the rails. I got uh, five people on this in three different spots. So, um, I mean, first off, I guess, folks, all welcome aboard. I'm excited to have you and hear a little bit about what you are all about. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Now, I... I, uh, to the listener, I'm like, I'm staring at this. I'm kind of intimidated. Not that the, the people are intimidating, but like the, the sheer amount of people on here is a first for me. So what we're going to try and do is we're going to try and work our way around the clock. We'll start with Tom and Jordan, then Jamie, and then we'll finish up with Scott and Shelley. Just trying to give uh, the listener and myself, for that matter, a little bit of introduction uh, to a bit of your story and maybe how you even got involved with Veterans on Wheels. And, and from there, we'll we'll see where it goes. So Tom and Jordan, how about we start with you? Um, maybe just a little bit about yourselves, and, and, and we'll see what we pull out of it. Go ahead. Okay. So, uh, hi, I'm Jordan, and uh, uh, Tom and I got married a couple years ago, and we've kind of been on a, a awesome adventure together. So this year, we were going across the country, and we realized that um, there's a lot of veterans uh that we both know and don't know um like falling through the cracks of just our system i guess or they just needed help from each other that they weren't getting and then these guys too they're in the group are veterans like scott tom and jamie are veterans and them being together on that trip was amazing for them and their mental health and everything. So we came up with an idea to continue to travel together and be together, but meet other veterans and hopefully do whatever we could for them too. You went across Canada. Is that what I heard? Mm -hmm. What prompted going across Canada? Uh, So our friend was, protesting and he was marching across the country and we joined Ooh. him was this a guy named uh, mr top i'm seeing head nods <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it, yes it uh it was warrant officer james top um he's still dealing with the complications of his um uh court martial um so we don't want to talk too much about uh sure no 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 we, we don't we, we, and uh, we don't need to get deep into it. Uh, for the listener, James has been on the show. We interviewed him as he crossed. Uh, I think he just crossed out of Saskatchewan, if memory serves me correct, in the deep snow and everything else, because that man was an absolute machine. Um, no, not at all. Um, so what was it about then going across uh, Canada that really, like, what did you what did you see, 
and I, I feel like I'll probably ask this amongst all all groups here, but uh, you know what sticks out about that experience? Then you know you mentioned um, seeing maybe some of the the things that have slipped through the cracks and that type of thing. Was there anything in particular like, man, we we really need to do something about this that uh, really sticks out? Absolutely. I mean, we could talk probably an entire podcast just on that specific topic alone. Um, but I think, uh, and it's probably the reason why we're here together doing this today. I think it's because we really realized, um, how many veterans, you know, are just forgotten about our, our system isn't really, um, fully supporting, um, all, all the veterans across our country there, there's neglect, um, everywhere we look. Um, so we, when we realized that, um, we started, you know, this all started around the campfire at the end of, uh, at the end of the day and just discussion about what we could do and how we could do it. And, um, Jordan came up with the idea, you know, we'd like to travel, but we want to do a, a veteran support group or a retreat or, or something of the sorts. And, um, she was able to put together this idea, just kind of, you know, why don't we hit the road and help veterans, uh, whether it be retreats or, uh, individuals themselves um, from all all ranges, but majority uh, or the our mission is to um, improve quality of life. Gotcha. And, and just one final thought for for uh, you two, uh, Tom. You're still active in the military, then? No, I got out April first, twenty twenty one. So okay, coming and up how, on two years. And, and uh, how many years did you serve in the military? If you don't mind me asking, I got a I got a military roundtable of weird, not strange things coming up on the twenty sixth with a couple of military guys uh, okay. from around the area, and you know I, I'm sure they'll be curious. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I served uh, five years. I spent um, majority of my time with the um, Royal Canadian Dragoons out of Petawawa in the Armour Corps. Um, but I did spend one year, and Scott won't like this, but I did spend one year with uh, 1RCR on deployment to uh, Opry Assurance in Latvia. Uh, Scott's, a, Scott's a two PBCLI guy, so you know, a little bit of a rivalry there. It's funny, on this side, I never served in any military. And I just see everybody light up when, you know, all, all the guys you've served in military, even their wives are like, like laughing, like it's an inside joke. I'm sure there's a little bit of teasing that happens amongst all of you. Um, (laughs) Let's enter in Jamie. Jamie, uh, how about you give a little bit to the audience about uh, who you are and, uh, and then if you want, how you got involved, Uh, obviously meeting up along the road here in Canada, but if there's more to it, by all means. Yeah, absolutely. So I served uh, eight years in the Canadian Armed Forces uh, from 2006 to 2014. Um, I was deployed in Afghanistan uh, September 2008 to April 2009. Uh, I was there for seven months, Uh, came back. I was later medically released uh, in 2014. Um, And then we got involved, same thing. James Hopp and I actually served in Afghanistan together. His, uh, he was a part of Recce Platoon with 3RCR. Uh, he was attached to my squadron, uh, Armored Recce Squadron with the Royal Canadian Dragoons. Um, and I spent my entire career with the Dragoons. And I've been out. I met up with uh, James when he hit outside, uh, a little bit outside Deep River and stayed with the team for the entire journey into Ottawa and then from, from Newfoundland all the way back to Ontario. And 
we just really connected and, and bonded real well together as a team. We were able to just, through high tempo, work together and just get the job done. And obviously that that carries on with what we've started doing with Val and working with, with helping these veterans. Uh, we helped uh, a magnificent man named Jan and did some work on his house and just the teamwork and effort and just right to the point to the mission, get the job done quickly, efficiently. And it's just, it's really, really uplifting to, to work with a team of people that are that committed and determined to get the job done. Uh, that's, that's, um, it's community, community. There's something special about community service. Uh, mm-hmm. when you, um, you know, uh, give yourself over to the betterment of, other people there's something really special about that uh and i'm sure you can all talk about it because you're all actively doing it um when you meet up with james just just walking the road uh was there anything um i got to walk with a, a um a man that was uh was had dealt with depression and and different things like that so he walked from saskatoon to lloyd actually it's funny he literally just texted me out of the blue before i got on here and um, there was something really cool about being on the highway with not only him, but the group of people that, that, that started walking. Uh, this would have been under a little bit different circumstances, certainly a little more uh, media focus maybe on it. But uh, the experience of being on the road and walking it and everything else, uh, I assume was something special. I was wondering for the audience uh, you know, that's something I never got to particip- uh, participate in, and a lot of Canadians never did. We we saw updates and everything else. From your uh, uh, vantage point of walking and, and being a part of that, uh, is there anything you can share from being, you know, uh, on the road with them? Uh, well, it's, it's, it's basically like a tour in the military, like being deployed. Everybody has their kind of specific, specific jobs and you depend on each other to get the job done. Nobody has to say, Hey, can you do that? Can you do this? Everybody knows what needs to be done and we just do it. And it's, it's, it's really a bond. You can't, you know, you can only build a bond like that through really specific situations. In my opinion, none of us knew each other either prior. So it was, uh you know all these different paths colliding in, into one and uh the cohesion it was like once in a lifetime uh you know, opportunity to work within a group like that uh-huh. it was really cool that is cool that is cool um you never know where you know every, i say this lots now uh you, you uh never know what any day is going to present and what opportunities are going to happen out of said said day and when you go on an adventure like that i mean look at what's come out of it that's that's really cool which brings me obviously to scott and shelly um you know what led you to the road and uh what maybe does the audience uh need to know about you two fine individuals okay well jordan's idea led us to the road (laughs) uh we loved it heard about it, wanted to do it. And uh, it was actually Scott, I think, that came up with the name Veterans on Wheels and VOW as the acronym. And uh, I think, I I don't know if we all feel the same way, but I think that Scott and I were very inspired by a dear friend of ours that we lost along the way during that trip. 
Uh, his name is Tyson Bowen. And we had been at his house for five days. He's a veteran who was suffering. And uh, the day after we left, he had um, hung himself. And it was quite an experience. And I think that was quite inspiring for us to want to keep going. Just to try and help as many people that we could. Along yeah. The way and- yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, I, 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 I'm not going to put words in anyone's mouth, so I'll just, I'll go from my vantage point, uh, through the longest parts of the last couple of years, there was times where I thought I was alone, you know, and the amount of depression, I, you know, I got married, I got the young little kids and there was times where you're just like, I might be the, you know, and so it, you never know what one conversation can really do or mean to a person, even kind words for that matter, right? Uh, just to change their mindset on a on a given day that that has real big big uh, impacts, and I assume all of you know exactly that because now you're starting down this road. Uh, what you're doing for people, they'll probably never ever be able to repay. Not that you need that, but uh, certainly um, you're going to pull people out of probably some dark spots. Uh, I would assume. Um, Scott, how many how many years did you serve in the military? Uh, just to to round out the the military aspect of this. So uh, just shy of ten. Uh, some of that was uh, with the Canadian, or sorry, the Canadian, the Cape Breton Highlanders, and then about six years with the Patricias out of Winnipeg. Oh, the Patricias! Uh, it, it's funny you mentioned the Patricias. Two of them are are coming to town on the twenty sixth. So I, I don't know what years did you serve, if I if you don't mind me asking. Eighty nine to ninety five. Nine notes. Oh, with Patricia. With the Patricia, yeah. yeah. With the does does a guy uh, by the name? Oh, now, I'm, why am I forgetting this, folks? This is terrible. This is, <laughs> you know, this is what makes a show a show is when Sean can't remember his uh, his wow. lines, you know. Um, and oh, now Jamie's gonna be mad at me when he comes. But Jamie Sinclair, does that name ring a bell to you? Jamie Sinclair. Ooh, see, I'm putting them on the spot. I, now. I know the Sinclair name, but I can't sure. put a face to it. It's yeah. funny. Or Chuck Prodnick is is the other one that uh, comes to mind. Both of them were, I believe, in the Patricias. Geez, now now maybe I'm uh, conflating. None of them matters. I always find the hockey world is small. I come from, as you can see on the wall, a hockey world is a small world, and uh, it's funny how close you can how far you can go, but still be close to people you know. And military, especially in Canada, seems like it's very similar. Um, I was curious uh, whether wh- whoever from this point on, I hope we can just have a little bit of discussion. Feel free to jump in whenever you want. Um, when a hockey player, I was explaining this earlier today on a different podcast. When I came back from hockey, I'd had like hockey was like, this is what you do. You have a path, you follow it, you know exactly what you're supposed to be doing relatively. I mean, obviously getting cut, traded, etc. But then when you retire, you know, like they say, oh, you can do whatever you want. And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, I can do whatever I want. Well, that's like terrifying. I was wondering for all all of you, now that you can do whatever you want, and certainly for uh, it's been different time frames for each and every one of you, um, how much did you miss the camaraderie of being like when you all ran into it on the road? Because, you know, if there's one thing that ties all of you together, it's that you've all experienced that at different points in your life. And that is a very very special thing. So I assume, well, I assume lots of things. I don't know. Hop in wherever you like. Yeah. It, uh, Sorry, go ahead, Tom. Okay. Thanks, Scott. Uh, yeah, for me, it was, uh, 
it was pretty like fresh for me. I just recently got it and gotten out of the military. So, um, it, it was something that, uh, I hadn't really fully digested yet or gotten to the point where I could reflect back and miss it. Um, I was still in contact with a lot of the guys. I still live pretty locally to Petawawa. So, um, but, but I knew what com camaraderie was all about. Uh, and that was the, you know, one of the reasons why I thoroughly enjoyed the military. Um, what was because of that aspect? Um, there's something about, uh, I don't know, just sp spending your, you know, the, the things you go through with someone, uh, the environments you live in, um, you know, the training you do, uh, sometimes the real combat you do, uh, whatever it may be, uh, there's that bond there that's formed, uh, as you know, in the sports world, it's very much the same. Uh, but yeah, for, for me, that's what, uh, you know, the, the time that we've spent on the road, it, it seems to go by so quickly just because of how much enjoyment there is. And Scott, you were about to pipe in. Uh, what were your thoughts? I think the, the flip side of the same coin that uh, Tom mentioned, like I've been out a long time and uh, still have lifelong friends uh, from the time I was in, but getting on the road with these guys, just the camaraderie and stuff. Uh, wow. Uh, I treasured it daily. Yeah. I could probably add to that a little bit because Scott struggles with PTSD a lot and being on the road with these guys and being around other veterans was like super healing for him. Mm -hmm. There's some level of confidence that comes in with that. A level like, and I think I can give an example from Kingston. So normally like some of the issues, let's say with PTSD would be like hypervigilance. So going to a busy place is a tough thing to do because you're you're not enjoying yourself at all. Like for him and I to go anywhere busy, um, he's hypervigilant the entire time, so he's not enjoying himself. But what we found on the road, I think Jordan and I discussed this a few times on the road, is like we're sitting down, like normally in a restaurant, he's got to have his back to the wall so he can relax a little bit or whatever. They, he would just go in and sit down anywhere at the table. And it took us a while to sort of figure it out that that's because there's another guy sitting over there that you know has your back, another one sitting over there that you know has your back. Like it was, it's just in so many ways, it's so healing. It's so healing. Mm -hmm. I think that, sorry, Sean, I, I just want to say, I think that, uh, you know, everyone says to us like, oh, it's so amazing what you guys are doing for all these people. But at the same time, really, it's just as amazing for us. Like oh. they're uh, um, like the ego aspect of it is it's a really selfish thing we're doing because we enjoy it so much. <laughs> uh, but but in reality, it, it, it helps both sides. I mean, we get to help help our emotions, help our feelings help uh, grow and work through some things. But at the same time, we're also helping other veterans do the same thing. Well, in a weird way, I understand, like, not the, the sorry, folks, I, um, the, the restaurant thing, I have friends who, who do the, they, they have to have their back. So I understand what you're talking about. I was going to say, in a weird way, the podcast has been that for me. Uh, lots of people have uh, told me that I was their lifeline or different things through some of the darkest times because I was still you know, um, a light on, so to speak, of like having some conversations that made sense to them and everything. But the selfish thing was, is I got as much, if not more out of the experience than they did, because I just needed it just as much as they did, maybe more so. And that's why you kept, kept, uh, kept moving on with it. 
Um, you know, I assume Jordan Shelley, like having that moment where you're like, what is going on here? Like, they have been, they have been strange for a long time. And now they're acting like this. This is something we have to uh, try and facilitate over and over again because this feels, I'm going to use the word normal, but I, you know what I, I hope you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when these guys, sorry, Shelly, when these guys were um, together in a group and there's like a big meet and greet or something and you can see them all standing and scanning and they're all like doing this job they know how to do and they're doing it together and Shelly and I talked about it so many times we just sit there and smile because we felt super safe all the time like there was nothing to feel unsafe about but we just feel extra safe all the time and like I think this is why me and her are so happy-go-lucky all the time we're never thinking about who's gonna walk in the door anywhere like we never have to care yeah yeah right because these guys do so like when so i came up with this idea for val because a couple reasons the veterans just like need to be together and need each other for help i don't know how to help these guys because i have no idea what they've actually been through and these guys do know so i also selfishly came up with this idea because our time together was going to come to an end and i didn't want it to and we all live on like way far apart and i was like no i don't want to go home i actually when we did get home before we really started with bow i had a hard time sleeping i i just because i wasn't going to wake up and see these guys and i had just become so used to like really like holding on to that i was with everybody and it was just like perfect just how it was it was so comfortable and perfect and it was like uh i know after when we went did go home before we went to kingston like uh scott crashed really hard mm-hmm. and uh going to kingston he came right back to life like so kingston just so you know or maybe your listeners if they don't know who we are we, we um were contacted by um the daughter of a world war ii veteran um, he's also twice POW, and uh, we were contacted that he had had they had had um, some water issues in the bathroom. He was still living at home. He's ninety nine years old, and and some contractor came in and left him basically with a hole in the floor, and took off. So she contacted us to see if we could do anything, and the community of Kingston was amazing. They came in and they paid for supplies. They paid for every single thing, including our gas to get there and stuff hotels food uh, we had a party for him and everything and got that we were there for i think five days eh? four or five <clears throat> yeah or we might have been five you guys came up four days i think you guys were the day behind us yeah and just went in and got the job done and had an amazing time with this mm-hmm. veteran and got to like build a great relationship with him and within his community and when we left there we had people going there for coffee dates and stuff so he had he had people coming to his house, which made him very happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even more importantly than uh, going there and fixing his floor was the way we were able to keep him set up with people caring for him after. Like, I think that was pretty special. Yeah. Well, the, the thing that jumps to my mind, and I, you know, this doesn't need to go anywhere else, but just to percolate into the atmosphere as an idea is um, I was fortunate enough on episode 18 of this thing years ago 
to interview a World War II vet, Cy Cam. Well, geez, if I haven't said his name like a bazillion times in the last week. He uh, was sharp as a tack, talked about a lot of stuff that I had no clue about. And when I hear you say you go to a, a World War II vet, uh, his house, and fix a bunch of things, my immediate thought is somebody should be interviewing this guy immediately. Um, you, you're into a world where uh, there's just all those memories, ideas, traditions, I can stories, the list just goes on. They're just fading, like really fast, and they're really, really important. And if a person has the ability to still talk and explain what they went through, whether it's one of you fine folks or somebody else, we should be doing our utmost to try and capture that story because um, chances are, it, you know, whether he lives another 10 years, 20 years, or two days, it's it's closer to the end than the beginning. It's a sad thought, but I'm like, holy crap, a World War II vet, like, the only one I've ever been able to brush shoulders with, I still talk about about 350 episodes later, and I still tell people to go back and listen to it. And it's just as good back then as it is today because of what he's talking about. And you folks got to experience that. Like, that's, I'm just like, I almost got goosebumps thinking about it. No, it was amazing. It was. It was actually, it was actually one of his, his wishes was to have his, his story told and be known and put, uh, Worthington Park, the area of Kingston where he lived, he wanted to make that place known and, and put it on the map. So part of while we were di we were down there, um, we got a story from his daughter and we, we shared that story on our Facebook page and stuff for everybody to to watch and or to, to read and go through. And then the news, every news uh, agency that picked up the story and stuff, they shared his story as well. So we really got to help him pursue some of his, his, his three final wishes in life. Yeah, she wrote a book on him and we used, it was, I think it was only about 12 pages, but wrote his story and published a book. And we used that with the social media. And the, I think there was 33 newspapers that picked up the mm -hmm. story and Global News and uh, a couple others. Mm -hmm. So his story got told from that perspective. That's that's uh, that's really cool. I mean, for the younger generations, and I consider myself one of those, I mean, obviously there's younger, but I'm like, uh, those stories are so important. Uh, so very, very, very important. I, You know, I as we roll along here, I'm like, I, I, I should ask this right off the hop, you know? What is Val? Like, what what yeah. is Veterans on Wheels? so that the audience probably has a better understanding of what you uh, five individuals are trying to do, accomplish, etc. You want me to take it away? Sure. sure. <laughs> and we can add to it anything or whatever, but yeah, go for it. Okay, so VAL, uh, Veterans on Wheels, our, um, our goal is to be boots on the ground support for veterans and veteran retreats, along with um, helping in any sort of uh, natural disaster aid. Uh, so like the, um, you know, disaster that happened in the, uh, late summer in, um, Newfoundland with the flooding or the fires earlier in the summer, um, that sort of thing. But, uh, when it comes to veteran retreats, um, what we found, we were actually fortunate enough, like Shelly said, uh, we were able to state a few of them and we were able to determine, you know, they, they do have funding, which is great, but there's always projects that have to be done and there's always something more that can be done. So 
a lot of them, um, you know, want to build their facilities and, uh, and create more activities for the veteran to do while they're there. Um, whether it be an outdoor kitchen or a garden or, um, you know, whatever it may be, trail walking trails. Um, or when it comes to an individual veteran, maybe something like they haven't been set up with, um, uh, veteran affairs yet, or maybe they need a new floor or a new washing machine. Um, or maybe they just need someone to talk to. Um, so we want to bring boots on the ground support to veterans and veteran retreats. Can I add to that a little bit? Absolutely. Okay. So like for, um, the veterans retreats, for example, um, it's a safe place for veterans to go, but a lot of them, they need more um, awareness in their communities that they're there. So when we're there, if we can advertise and bring even like, let's say, for example, we went to a retreat that had a project, we can invite veterans from the community to come join. And then maybe even by the end of the week, if we book off a week there to help them build whatever it is they need help with, at the end of the week, we say, like, come for, come on Friday night, let's hang out around the fire. And then, like, hey, we're not going to be here next week, but you guys should come hang out at this retreat uh, next Friday or something. Kind of give them a spot, a safe spot to go to. I think, hey, yeah, something like that. And what's really cool about a lot of these, uh, well, actually, pretty much every one that, that I know or have been to is free for for veterans and their families so um and they have a range of activities and they're all kind of specific in their own way but um you know they range from uh, quads or trails or uh, fishing. fishing hunting uh, camping uh, a lot of outdoor activities so um and and they're usually pretty remote so you don't have the hustle and bustle of the city if you just want to get away to, uh, you know, the nature. Are, I assume all five of you are like working full time and then doing this on the side. Am I right in that assumption? No, 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 <laughs> no, Jordan. I'm, I'm probably on the side of jobless mama, you guys. Well, no, <laughs> but these guys are all retired. Okay. So these guys are like blessed. They're retired and they're able to do this a little bit more full time than me. Um, when we got back from being on the road for a long time, I needed to work just to, um, like, you know, we've made some good decisions with uh, not having a life that costs us a lot of money. So we don't need a lot of money. So I'm able to just work full time and we're still able to focus on Val quite a bit. So then is your hope that you're do? do you have like, um, I don't know, like, do you want to be doing a project once a month? Well, once, it, once was it faster, slower, somewhere in between. What our kind of goal is, is because we're doing it with campers and traveling, we kind of like to, and we we're working on it right now is to have a calendar. And let's say this year, for example, we go from Ontario to the East and we, we've already got quite a few filled in on our calendar. And we, so we travel along and go to this location, that location. Like we have um, right now, we have a couple of resorts or retreats, I should say in Ontario we have a fellow that needs help getting his van adapted. And Jamie and Scott are both uh, mechanics. So they're going to be able to help with that. We've got... Uh, Another gentleman in Kingston reached out. Oh, yeah. We have our first project. Should, we'll probably be back in Kingston again. 
then we also have another fellow there that uh, about that outside shed. Mm-hmm. So we have like so we if let's say for in for example in Ontario, we'll just travel smart. We'll go to each location, spend a week or two there, whatever is required, and then take a few days off for ourselves and then go forward to the next one and just keep traveling. So we can really only do it mostly in the camper friendly months. Gotcha. So you're, you're looking for, I, I don't know, it depends on what the weather does for us out, up here in the great white North, but somewhere between let's just say May to let's say September kind of idea. Probably later in, in probably up, like for East coast, you can go pretty much October mm-hmm. or November even on the East coast. So we could go later in that direction, but um, yeah, yeah. How about if people are listening to this and they're like, oh, like, wow, uh, maybe they know somebody that could use some help. Maybe they want to financially support or offer. I mean, the list is probably endless. Uh, what do you suggest for people that are interested in what you're doing? Either they want to help, they they think of somebody, they have someone, what is what has been working for you, you folks, or what do you suggest uh, on how they do that, and probably where can they find you? Yeah, so you can uh, for any info, or if you have a veteran that you know of, or if you're a veteran yourself, or a retreat, um, and you're looking for help, do not hesitate, and you can always email us at veteransonwheels at protonmail dot com. Um, for, to follow our story, you can find us more on Facebook and Instagram. You can, uh, you can go back there and, and look through our history. So we've done a few, well, most of our jobs have actually been since we've gotten home and we actually, actually haven't been traveling to do them. Well, um, they've been more been local jobs. So we're kind of spread out from basically Ottawa to Cape Breton at the moment. And, um, so, you know, Scott and Shelley have done a few jobs there. Um, we've done a few jobs here locally. Um, so it kind of does vary. Uh, we don't necessarily need to be on the road, but uh, you could follow our story along there on Facebook at Veterans on Wheels as well. Um, we do have a Give, Send, Go for set up for Veterans on Wheels as well. We also have a couple new fundraiser ideas coming up that might be kind of fun. Where One of them is going to be just a raffle thing, and the other one is... Um, should I try to explain this on here? <laughs> do, you guys, do you guys know what I'm talking about? That other idea that Brett had? My son yep. Brett had a really cool idea for us that we're really entertaining. Mm. So, for example, let's say we have uh, teams of five. And we were just going to have them each as a different army base, each team. So you register as a team of five. If you don't have a team, you can register as a solo and we mix you up with a team. And then um, there'll be a set price on entry fees. So I don't know what it'll be like. Like, for example, let's say it's 100 bucks a person, so 500 a team. And we do a live stream that night. And we can um, interview uh, some of the people we've had along the way. We can also interview a lot of the volunteers because we've had some amazing volunteers mm-hmm. along the way. And uh, do a live stream for a couple hours. And what you do is you kind of pull the first one out. And if you lose that member off your team, they go to the medic. Last man standing wins uh, 50-50 with um, Vow and whoever's last. Yeah, the winner. So we're looking at doing something like that too. Well, it sounds like you guys have uh, endless possibilities of having a little bit of fun. I I, uh, sit here and go, uh, are there going to be non-civilians allowed in this thing? Because I mean, like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, totally. 
I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I might be the first guy to the medic, but I'm like, I don't know if I can make it. <laughs> <out there." laughs> yeah, before I let you guys out of here, um, you know, I, I, I got to know, um, every great idea starts uh, at an, like an inception point. I, I think you mentioned it was Jordan's idea, but it was a campfire kind of conversation chat. And those are like special moments where you're like, oh, yeah, that's a pretty good idea. Hey, you want to do that? Yeah, well, maybe we could. And then, you know, it starts to blossom or whatever. And I mean, it's still early days. Um, but, you know, if, if a guy were to look back in 10 years and now you guys have been doing it for 10 years, um, how would you remember the, the campfire chat? And I'm going to I'm going to start with Jamie because he's been a little bit quiet here. <laughs> and I'm just curious uh, everybody's thoughts on it, because uh, to me, I, I'm curious, you know, how this idea kind of percolates to the surface of, hey, uh, let's start touring around during the summer months and helping people. Well, when you, I always find when you have a really good idea or something that just spits up where you know, like, okay, we got to do that or something along those lines. When you hear it, you know, you've got, when you hear it, you're like, yeah, okay, I've got to, we've got to pursue this. We've got to do this. And like just sitting around the campfire was, we were talking and shooting these ideas back and forth and with names and how are we going to do this and that. And it was fairly easy because Canada marches, we traveled usually with campers and we had the RV and, and stuff like that. So we already had kind of a practice of maneuvering as a group. So a lot of that experience we were able to take so things just kind of fit together real well and it's to come from just sitting around at the end of the day relaxing after marching 40k that day and just hey let's do this guys <laughs> like it's pretty it's pretty unreal feeling how about scott and shelly you you uh you you roll up to the campfire that night no idea this is going to come, I assume. What do you recall of the, the conversation of sitting around and this idea being thrown out? Well, I was the last one to find out because they were they had already all figured it out. And I was just walking into my camper. They were hanging out beside it. And they're like, oh, Shelly, we got this really great idea. And I'm like, okay. And then they spilled it out. And it was like, holy crap, that's a great idea. we got to mm -hmm. do this. So that was my memory of it. And for me, it was just like, holy crap, we have to do this. This sounds fantastic. I don't know how we're going to do it, but let's just do it. Well, that leads me finally then, Tom and Jordan. I mean, uh, at what point, Jordan, uh, Tom, does Jordan decide like, hey, I think I have something we can do here. And, you know, I don't know, like, I, once again, it's, it's a fun little experiment to look back on, at least for me, because I wasn't there. So I'm just curious, you know, you, you got people with something that they're like, this is something we have to do. Um, I don't know. Walk us through it. Can I ask? Can I answer it? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Tom came up with um, wanting to do a veteran retreat at our house. And I thought that was awesome. But then I thought, like, well, no, like, then we're just at our house and we're not with these guys. So we're driving our 1978 camper van that we used for this entire adventure. And I'm driving and I'm like, you know what, babe? Like, maybe we could continue to travel and do this and go to other people's retreats and help them build 
up theirs. And then that kind of spiraled into like helping just anybody who needs it. But, um, and then, uh, so I came up with the idea. This is like during the day, hours before. And then I'm not at this campfire. I was like, doing dishes or something and i come out to this campfire and everybody was like we're doing it (laughs) (laughs) and like it was so nice because i wasn't thinking much of it like we don't have to do this right this second but it was so great that he had told everybody and everybody was already in before i even got out there so it was really cool brilliant You know, uh, it's always it's always good to uh, see people laughing and smiling. I I, I was saying, well, I, I talk about this a lot on the podcast. It's it's really easy to focus on the negative and um, to kind of get sunk into that. You know, we've we've all gone through a lot of different things. We all have our stories, but to see a group of people come together with uh, the I've been using the term net positive uh, lately, so I'll stick with it. But net positive for for society, trying to do things that actually build us up instead of break us down is really cool to see. Uh, And I appreciate you guys coming on and doing this. Is there anything else before I let you out of here that, you know, that I've glazed over? Because certainly I'm, uh, I I laugh. This feels like a really interesting experiment of juggling five people and trying to make sure everybody's talking. And then I'm like, there's just no way I can possibly do this as I sit and and watch, but everybody seems like they're having a good time. I hope the listeners enjoying it before I let you out of here. Is there anything you want to make sure people know, uh, anything I missed through the story or you want to make sure it gets shared because we, we do have time. Yes, Scott. Well, I just want to be clear that, uh, we're starting with veterans and what my dream is, and I think everybody involved, our dream would be probably the same, is that we're leaving behind stronger communities mm. and that people within the community that reached out or stepped up to help, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, will just identify anybody in the community that needs a helping hand. And the more people you have that will help, the less work one individual has to do themselves. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's contagious and catches on. And, and it's showing that already. A yeah. Bit. In our little bit that we've been able to do already, it's worked out that way. To touch on that too, like one thing we learned in the military right from early days of basic training is like, like you said, seeing everybody use a, a net positive attitude or whatever is morale is contagious. So if you have a couple of troops who have really bad morale, they're down in the dumps, whatever, being in a troop or platoon or whatever with other guys, that morale can cripple. It can spread like cancer and it can cripple. And it's a lot of, I think, what we've seen in society. So being able to to go and, and again, like Scott said, bring these communities back together and leave a stronger place after we've left where people again, like don't have to be a veteran to to step up and do something for one another and leave this place in a better position where we where we came in before we came into it. And hopefully that will be contagious and other people will pick it up and carry on down the line. I, I personally think it is extremely contagious. Uh, I, I, I used to say, I haven't said it in a long time, but uh, positivity spreads just as quickly as negativity, and you decide. And you folks have uh, decided to uh, 
certainly do it through positivity and spreading it that way. It's funny what one act of kindness can spiral out into the world. Um, you know, as simple as, uh, uh, as simple as little acts of kindness, uh, when I, I, I said this kind of off the start, I think, but like, uh, you know, it can be as simple as holding out a door for someone who's just having a rough day and you can see it, you know, and they just need a smile and it just instantly it's mirroring, right? Uh, mm-hmm. you just start to do that. Anyways, I, I get caught off on tangents. I, I think what you're doing is wonderful. I, I, uh, I hope, uh, I hope someday I can uh, be in your neighborhood because it'd be cool to sit around a, a campfire a, a style <laughs> podcast, if you would, where oh, everybody oh, had a oh. mic and it didn't have to be so, um, it's funny. I, me being the host, I, 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 I just, it's not awkward. It's been a fantastic uh, conversation, but there is something about a number unless you're all in the same, you know, around the same group. And uh, the next time we do this, we're going to do it hopefully in person so that uh, everyone can have a mic in front of them and, uh, and, and have their way with it. Because uh, obviously to uh, commit to something like this, like you five have, there's a whole lot more to the story that uh, is probably easier done in person, but uh, appreciate you guys giving me some time today and, and sharing a little bit about it. I hope uh, we did it justice and uh, people reach out and uh, try and help you guys along the way as you continue on doing a lot of uh, wonderful things for the communities across uh, Canada. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. You. Can, I add in one, can I add in one just thing that I think as Veterans on Wheels, that uh, I just wanted to give a little name recognition to uh, a businessman in Kingston who's really helped catapult us and given us a lot of great direction and stuff. His name is John Armitage, and he's really um, been very beneficial to us. So I just wanted to say, like, thank you to him and anybody who can go to our uh, YouTube, Rumble, Instagram, or uh, Facebook, just look up Veterans on Wheels. Cool. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate you doing this and making a little bit of time for me and aligning everyone's schedule to make this work is, you know, this is, this is aligning on steroids, you know, when you get this many people on a call, but I appreciate it. And, uh, look forward to someday down the road, wherever it is, crossing paths with you, uh, with you all and, and seeing it firsthand. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. Love you guys. <laughs> Love you.